Hello there and welcome to this newly found podcast, The Figure of Speech with Speech Nzaumbi. Just in case maybe you're wondering what this platform is about or whether it's going to be about my newly found slim figure. No, 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 no. That's not what this platform is about. This is going to be a platform where you and I will get to pour from each other's diaries. A platform that I've been looking forward to for the longest of times. In this very first episode, I'll be sharing lessons from my diary for the past what, 34 years or 30 years, and I'll get to pour from the depths of my heart and hopefully you will get to take something for yourself. The age of 34 is a big deal to me. Why? Because both my parents unfortunately never got to turn 34. Tragedy met them quite young and their lives were cut quite early. So this is going to be a beginning of a journey where you and I will get to intersect from thought to spirit and from soul to soul. Welcome to the figure of speech. May this be the beginning of many to come and may this platform fill your soul. And so the first lesson I've learned in my 34 years of living, one that I've held dear to my heart or quite close to my heart is about life being unpredictable. I guess this is the beginning of it all for me. So I decided to write these lessons down so that I don't forget them, but also just to make sure that I stick to my script. So the first lesson is life is unpredictable. Oftentimes it will sweep you off your feet and leave you imbalanced. You will often be pushed out of your comfort zone and find yourself in the storm. Whatever the case, whatever the cause, don't forget to dance in the rain and make the best of everything. I suppose for me, this is real or as real as it comes. Life is truly unpredictable. I was born into a family of three. That's my mom, my dad, and my big brother. And so after turning a year old, my father, a day after Christmas, unfortunately met his demise and was, kill, was killed in a tragic accident. Seven years later, my mom also met her demise through a tragic car accident. That threw me off and threw my entire family off, my brother included. What I learned from this is life will come at you and will come at you when you're least expecting it. Now, you will find yourself now and again being thrown in the deep end where you really have to learn to swim. Swim out of your mystery, swim out of your tragedy and swim out of your pain. Wherever life places you, wherever you find yourself, you need to learn to find your rhythm and swim. This is one of the greatest lessons I've learned. So being thrown off balance didn't just happen when I was that seven-year-old boy who got that first message or who had relatives filling up his home back in Mount Frey in 1997 coming with the news that his mother had died in a tra tragic accident. I've had many other episodes in my life where I've been thrown off balance, where I found myself having to learn to swim, where life takes you off guard and you have to learn to adjust. It's one big lesson I've had to learn throughout my journey, in my career, in my personal relationships, and just as I grow, grew older or as I got better in life. It doesn't matter what area I was focusing in. Life would always find me once in a while and throw me on that deep end. And so it's a lesson that I've learned to treasure that life now and again will take
take you off balance. And whenever it does, you need to find your balance and you need to stick and create a new rhythm. So life is unpredictable. That we can never dispute. But it's up to you what you make of it. You know what they say, when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. But I would like to say, when the storm finds you, find the rain and dance in that storm. The second lesson is, there will come a time where life happens to you, or rather, there will come a time where life stops happening to you and starts happening for you. Man, I've seen this happen to my life so many times. When life has just happened to you, life will happen to you. You know, bad things will happen to you. Tragedy will find you and it will find you when you're least expecting it. You know, bad things will just happen. There will be a season where you feel like you're going through the winter season and you just can't seem to find your spring. So when life happens to you, know that there will come a time where life stops happening to you and it starts happening for you. And when it does, you need to start breathing and let go of the fear that you will find yourself again in that dark place or in that tunnel where things just seem to be working against you. I've seen this in my life where I've gone through seasons of dryness or I've gone through a season where things were just not coming together. When things started working out, I would always hold my breath, anticipating the worst to happen again because I had gotten so used to it. I had been on survival mode the longest. And so, now and again, whenever I find myself out of the storm, out of the desert, out of that tunnel, I take a moment to reflect, take what I needed to take from that season, and then learn to live in the present, learn to find my rhythm again, learn to smile again, and learn to see the goodness of the season that I find myself in at the moment. It's all about living in the present moment. It's all about finding the joy of being where you are and forgetting what you've been through. So life will happen to you. It will happen when you're least expecting it. It will happen in many ways. And at times you will feel it is extremely unfair. And yes, maybe it will be unfair, but it's happening to you. Who else would it happen to? So always look for the positive. I've had to look for the positive in my life after losing as I've said, in a very tragic way, after my life got turned upside down at a very young age, I had to see myself beyond that tragedy and not define myself by what had happened to me. And when life started happening for me, I had to learn to see that moment for what it was and not as just a short-lived experience that would soon come to an end and I would find myself back again, begging and begging and banging to find my way out of that tunnel. So life will happen, but it will happen for you, it will happen to you, and then eventually it will happen for you. The next lesson I've also written down is to everything, there is a purpose. Surely you have heard this quite a lot. Sounds cliche, right? Your highs and lows, your setbacks and detours. Find that purpose and run with it. I saw this when I was 17. So I'm one of those people who got to university at the age of 17. That very year, I was going to turn 18. Initially, I had applied to different universities, you know, universities that were more aligned to what I wanted to do as a high school uh, graduate at the time wanted to get into the media industry, right? So there were many universities that were high profile universities that would have given me an amazing experience according to my knowledge. Those were the universities that came highly recommended. 
but life had different plans for me. So I found myself in one of the less fancy universities at the time. But everything had a purpose. How I got into the university, how I got into to enroll for my class uh, for my first uh, year, which was in broadcasting, which ultimately was going to lead to journalism. That was all part of the purpose. I didn't know at the time, but it only hit me later in life. Everything with a purpose and everything for a reason. I started my broadcasting career, or rather, I started my studies by enrolling for a full year in broadcasting, where I was taught the technical side of radio, production, presenting, the purpose of the platform and how to repurpose it to make sure that it is meaningful. The history, you know, the more technical side of things, but also to find your feet and find your niche in broadcasting. That ultimately led to an illustrious 10-year career in broadcasting. I still say, had it not been for that opportunity, had it not been for me, had it not been for me finding myself in that university, in that very year, not being a part of my plan, I would have never had this career in broadcasting. I would have probably ended up being a print journalist or ultimately gave up when journalism started taking a down toll in my country. But because of that foundation, accidentally finding myself in that university, I ultimately had an illustrious career, one that I'll always cherish in my life in broadcasting. But back in 2007, when I was so desperate to get into other institutions, I could have never imagined that to be my start. So now and again, you'll find yourself in places or situations. It could be a job. It could be how you start. It could be a relationship at times, or it could just be an environment that you find yourself in. Everything for a purpose and for a reason. So never forget that. Those could be seeds that you sow in your journey that will ultimately blossom later in your life. The next lesson I had to jot down is you were born in love and will always live in the abundance of it. It might not always come in the form that you desire the most, but it will always be there. This sounds familiar to you, I'm sure. When we think about love, we think about romance, right? I know of many instances in my life where I wanted love because everybody was in love and everybody was talking about love. But I eventually had to learn that love will always find me. There will always be love around me because I was born from love and will always live in the abundance of it. So do not be too desperate to model your life around some love or a certain type of love. Always remember that you will always be surrounded by love. And at times, it will not be the love that you think you need, which is often romance, especially when we're getting on with our adult years. I think of situations or times in my life where I missed acknowledging the love that I was surrounded by. I come from an abundance of love. I come from a family that cherishes me, you know, with men and women who truly hold me like the ritual that I am. But in my early adult years, you know, we talk about prayer pressure and all of that, but this wasn't peer pressure. There came a time where everybody my age, all my peers were in relationships, you know, they were in love. You know, it seemed like the best thing to happen to their lives. And I was so desperate to find that one person who was going to share my life with me. But when I look back in hindsight, all the benefit of hindsight, I realized that I was always surrounded by love. I always lived in the abundance of it. 
and should have cherished that more because there were people who lacked that love. So this is a lesson that I've grown to appreciate mostly in my life. That love will always find me, love will always follow me, and love will always obsess with me. Why? Because I give most of it to the universe, and so it will always bounce it back to me. So you were born in love. You were born from love. And it will always find you. Take that to heart. So here's another lesson. And this at times gets me quite emotional. I wrote here, you are never alone. There are guides, messengers, and destiny helpers around you. You will always have help. I don't know how many times in my life I've had strangers from all walks of life just come to my rescue when I needed help the most. And at times these would be people who come to my rescue when I didn't think I really needed love. Uh, Yes, sometimes love or sometimes help. I remember one incident where I was truly desperate and needed somebody who was going to bail me out financially. This was back in my university years. I went to church that one time praying to God for a miracle. And you know what? A miracle found me. Some old lady, and I will mention her in this podcast, Dr. Sobambela. She was one elderly lady with a heart for gold. She called our church receptionist that year and told her that she had identified a young man who was serving a church. That later led to me finding myself in a shopping spree where I was buying every item I needed. And yes, that was an answered prayer because initially I was praying for a way to be able to buy new clothes. Winter was upon me and I didn't have the money. But I've seen many other miracle workers or destiny helpers who have held my hand and helped me navigate life better. Those are people who came in a form of friends or perhaps healed a part in me that I didn't know needed healing the most. And so I've grown to appreciate and know that there are messengers and guides around me who will help me navigate this life and do it better. Most recently, before my transition or coming to Dubai, Yes, in case maybe you didn't know, I just left my home country, South Africa, and moved to Dubai. I needed confirmation. I was at a grocery store, and this old man came to me and he said, I have a message for you. This took me back to an incident that happened on my 13th birthday. I was only a child at the age of 13. My aunt and her family came back from running errands, and they pretended like they had forgotten something in the stores. So that meant that as an elderly child, I had to go and buy that. On my way to the stores and back to the stores, I came across a group of elderly ladies who were sitting by the road. I greeted them because that's how I was raised. You greet your elders. As, as I was walking back to the house, they asked who my name was and they said it was really rare in our neighborhood. Well, because those, I was in the suburbs um, to have a child my age greet elders and acknowledge them. They later randomly just spoke blessings in my life and said I was going far. I've never forgotten that incident. And now years later, just last year, I had this elderly man come to me at a grocery store and he said he had a message for me. I wondered what the message was and he said he feels if he doesn't share this message, he would have disobeyed. So I obliged and I listened. It's not every day that I give my ear to strangers knowing how the world operates. Sometimes people just want to either swindle you or really are up to no good. 
but this time around, there were no ulterior motives. And so he had a message for me. And it was for me to trust my journey and to know that I'm in the right path. It was time for me to cross over and to embrace what was ahead. I knew that was a confirmation from God and the universe, and I needed to take it to heart. And so here I find myself sitting here, reflecting on that moment, knowing that was one of my many guides. So I wish that you take this to heart, to know that no matter how life gets or how difficult life might be, it doesn't matter where you find yourself also, you will always have guides. There will always be somebody to hold your hand. I've also had destiny helpers, by the way, people who held my hand and helped me enter certain doors, enter into certain territories. And those are people I'll always treasure. In my 34 years of living, I always say that my life has been a mystery, especially when my career is concerned. I've always felt like I'm being guided towards a certain direction. And yes, there have been doors that I really didn't have to work hard for because they were destined for me. They were a part of my journey. And so I look back now and I realize that certain individuals whom I crossed paths with were my destiny helpers. And so as I attend this big 34, I get to celebrate those. I get to cherish those individuals, but more than anything, they gave me assurance that I'll always be guided and I'm never alone. Let's go to the next lesson. The next lesson is again about love. I wrote it down and I said, romance is bliss, but it is not every day. Oh no, I said romance is bliss, but it is not everything. There is more to live for. You probably hate me for this one, right? I know. So I know how we all chase love because who doesn't want to be in love? Who doesn't want to be loved? But also engaging my peers, especially in our 30s, I then get to realize how most people feel there's something lacking in their lives because they're not in romantic relationships. To be honest, I've also found myself in those situations now and again, just maybe in thought or the desperation for companionship. But I've had to teach myself that there's more to live for in life. There's more that I embody than that desperate person or that one person was in need for affection in a romantic way. There is love, again, that I was born in the abundance of, and there is love that will always surround me. And I know you're probably thinking, there are different forms of love. Why are you talking about this one form of love as though, um, oh, as though love is all universal, or there is one shape and one form of love that will fill any void that you have for love? Well, this is one thing I know. It doesn't matter whether love comes in the form of romance or love comes in the form of friendship or from a family member. You know how they name them agape love and all sorts of love. Yeah, I know that too. But I've also had to learn to see my life beyond romance. Romance will be there when it's there and when it's not there. My life is still complete. Learning to embrace my life and to embrace my journey and my calling beyond the need to be in a romantic relationship. And at times I've had to learn that what I felt or I thought I needed from a significant other in a form of a romantic relationship was actually an area that I needed to work on myself. Sometimes you just need to spend a bit of more time to your, with yourself, to listen to yourself, to listen to your thoughts and identify areas that you need to work on. So yes, there is more to life than romantic relationships and there is more to live for than romance. 
I know. Okay. And so here's another lesson. Never be too proud to question your intent, no matter how compelling and convincing the situation might be. I don't know how many times in my life I've had to question my intent, even when I was doing good. This is very important. In the age of instant gratification, in the age of peer pressure, where everything seems to be immediate, right? When this age of social media, where every single person documents their life and they want to be seen, they get to share their lives. I mean, here I am sharing my thoughts that would have traditionally been in a diary and be kept maybe until someday where I decide to release a book. But here I am sitting here and sharing and documenting my moments or my lessons with you. Why? Because we live in a digital era where everything is immediate and everything is at our exposure. Now, here's something I've had to learn. And it's a lesson I've had to hold dear in my heart. To never be too proud to question my intent. Even when you're doing good, always ask yourself this question, why am I doing this? For what purpose? For what greater purpose? What will it change? What will it enrich? Whose life shall it improve? Is it for me? Is it for the greater, for the greater good of the universe? Or is it for vanity? Oftentimes we do things or engage in things for the sake of vanity. Vanity projects. There are many vanity projects, even when we do good for others. I'm of the principle that we don't have to document everything, especially when you're helping the vulnerable. Now, we see this quite a lot, where people who do deeds or engage in deeds that will help those who are in need the most, will often document those. And yes, we know that at times the intent is to simply encourage others to engage in deeds of goodwill. But at times, it is simply a vanity project where you want to put yourself out there and be seen as the savior. But this is not just an act of good, but sometimes even in decisions that I'm taking, even decisions that I think are for my good, I've learned to always pause, live in the moment, question myself and ask, why am I doing this? Is this for me? Is this for the greater good of the universe? Or is this another vanity project? So always ask yourself this question. It will help you navigate life easier. Why am I doing this? Do I have to do this? And for what good or greater purpose will it serve? For what good of the universe will it serve? Another question or another lesson I've had to document, and this is one of my favorite. Evolve as many times as you can. There are many yous waiting to leave. Ah, if you're talking about a person who has really played with their evolving or rather exhausted, I don't think well I've exhausted, but I've really, really evolved as many times as I can. And I'm grateful that I've had the opportunity and the privilege to do so. Evolution is very important to me, especially when you're talking about a career or growth opportunities or any other thing that you've engaged in in life. In my personal life, it's been around my career. I've had to change my career a number of times. I've had in this lifetime already four career changes, right? From me moving from journalism, print journalism, moving to broadcasting, moving to communications, moving to marketing, ultimately entrepreneurship and real estate. I am now exploring my other gifts and 
trying to find other ways to evolve. Because I realized that there are many other me's that are waiting to live in this lifetime. I was never born to be one thing. I was never born to be defined by a job. And I know that there are many people who are scared to leave or to evolve and become many other thems or many other yous as you're watching this. You know the gifts and talents that you gifts and talents that you embody. You know the treasures that have been placed in you that you owe the universe. There are books that you had to write, there are songs that you had to sing. There there are crafts or there's art that you had to release, but you're too afraid and you're too scared to evolve because you are too attached to what you've always known. So, this is another lesson that I've had to learn in my 34 now 34 years of living that I must never be afraid to evolve and that the universe will always have my back and I must never rob the universe and the world of what has been given to me. I only have one take and I must make the best of it. So, here's another life lesson that I also love. Well, I love all these life lessons. They are my life lessons, right? So, here I wrote Never be too obsessed with failure. It's only an experience and we don't brand ourselves with experiences. I think growing up my biggest fear was failing. Failure was my biggest biggest fear. All right? So growing up we used to especially at the end of each term at school would go back with the school report. That was always my I say the scariest time of my life as a child where I would have to go home with that envelope sealed and I couldn't even open it to check what was inside and even if I did it wouldn't change anything. And so my grandmother used to have this outside it's a family joke that whoever failed at school will get a chicken wing when we slaughter a chicken. And we knew that was an oh no 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 actually a chicken wing would be <laughs> would be given to a person who has passed but whoever has failed will get the chicken head and I didn't want to have the chicken head and so without knowing it that somehow engraved itself in me and I grew up as a person who just generally feared failure that pushed me pushed me to limits even though it pushed me to limits to really succeed in most areas of my life to be a hard worker and not to settle for average but it also instilled a very very bad value or character trait of branding myself with failure when i failed internalizing it and seeing it as the world or the end of my world And so over the years I've had to change my relationship with failure and take it as just an experience. It's an experience like many other lived experiences. In fact, when I fail, that's an opportunity for me to go back to reflect and to check what I could have done better. At times I've also learned that failure is just an awakening that maybe that's an experience I needed to learn something from, but not necessarily to win. I remember my very first take or engagement with failure. It was during a debating competition back in high school. We had always won our tournaments. We had always been number one. And this one time in this very one, 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 just this one tournament that we needed to win, we didn't make it. I bit myself for months. I just couldn't deal or process the fact that I had failed, and I felt I was responsible. for the failure of our team and even though it was a collective responsibility to win and to succeed but i took it in i internalized it and for months i beat myself up that i could have done better that was my beginning of 
engaging or interfacing with failure. And over the years, I've failed in many other things that I've tried. As an ambitious person, I've gotten, I've tried things that I thought were going to work out and didn't work out. You know, I've found myself in other competitions besides that um, debating competition that that 17 or 16-year-old me uh, was a part of. But what's important from this is I then learned to detach myself from experiences or lived experiences and not brand myself based on them, including successes. And so I've since done work to completely separate myself and alienate myself from my lived experiences and defining or creating an, an identity based on them. So with failure as well, as I interface failure in many other avenues of my life, failed relationships, failed business attempts, failed um, whatever that I was, I was pursuing, I've had to learn to take those as experiences and purely live them as such. And that has helped me not to be too hard on myself. And that has helped me to apply a bit of grace in my life. And that has helped me not to put myself in that judgment seat and really tear myself down. Grace is very important as you navigate life because you'll fail in many other things. But each time I've failed, I've walked away with a greater life lesson, either something I had to learn about myself or about that environment. So as you navigate as you do life as well, I hope and I trust that you will take this lesson and make it your own. Failure is simply an experience. And in life, we don't brand ourselves or ourselves with our experiences. Take it as just that. There is many more or there are many more wins to come. Here's another lesson on leadership, right? Good leaders are good servants. Never shun away from serving others first. This is a lesson I had to learn quite early in my life as a person who engaged in different forms of leadership, be it at church, be it at school, uh, be it at work, right? As I progressed in my career or as I went higher in my career trajectory, I found myself in leadership positions as well. But this is a lesson that I've also had to learn that good leaders are leaders who can serve well. If you want to lead well, you need to serve well. And in a society that is obsessed with firstly vanity and obsession with power, it is very difficult to find people who are willing to serve. And so I've had to question myself every time I'm put in a leadership position to check myself. Am I serving first before leadership? Because if you cannot serve, you'll never understand those you are meant to lead. And if you cannot serve, you will always walk higher, speak above, and speak louder than those you are meant to walk with. And so servanthood will teach you many things, especially in your career. You learn things about you that you didn't know. At times you might think that I'm just a stubborn person, but servanthood will teach you that maybe you're just struggling with authority and that's an area you need to work on in your life. Servanthood will also teach you quite a lot in relationships, romantic relationships as well. Because we serve each other, your struggle to serve will always spotlight an area you need to work on in your life. And so servanthood has taught me a lot of things. Servanthood has also taught me about life. The more I served, the more my mind opened up to many other people's realities. And I built compassion as I interfaced with their lives. I got to realize that my life was not 
the uh, template to follow. That there are many other ways to live life. And mine is not supreme, because at times you can walk away with that a bit of crown over your head, feeling like if it's not as it is in your life, then it's not the one, it's not the ultimate. And so I've had to learn to apply a bit of compassion as I served, a bit of grace, and to understand and to open up my heart to see others for who they truly are and not for whom I wanted them to be. So serve. If you want to lead, you must first serve. It will always, always make you the best leader. And so, here's another lesson. Never devalue yourself to fit in and be one with the crowd. You were never designed to conform. Cherish being an outcast and being the underdog. There is a blessing in being the last in the row. Ooh. <laughs> now this is another personal item or personal lesson in this list. There are many times in my life I look back and I think, hmm, I was an underdog, right? I wished I was recognized in an area, especially in your career when you're just starting out. There are many times you're going to feel, I should be getting the recognition that I deserve or that you feel you deserve. But no, other people will get all the glory whilst everybody is just bypassing you, bypassing you, <laughs> that's all right, bypassing you as if you're not there. And so this is something I've had to learn as well, that there is actually a blessing in being an underdog. There is a blessing in not being overexposed too early in your journey, prematurely exposed. We have seen this. People who get into positions too earlier before they should have because they haven't reached a certain level of maturity. But at times, because it was simply not their time, but they forced their way through. There is a blessing in being the last in the row at times because you get to learn from those who go before you. You get to see what you should not do. You get to see how you should not do things. And you get to see how you should not treat others and yourself in the process. And so, this is a lesson that I've had to learn and that I've had to hold dear. That I don't have to be the main character all the time. And I've had to interrogate also my decisions at times or my need to be recognized. Do I want to be recognized because truly I've put in the work? Or do I want to be recognized because it is fashionable to do so or to be recognized? I remember one time I was nominated um, to, for an award back in the day, one of my awards. And I didn't get this one. And it is just that one award I thought would be such a great highlight on my profile. I remember going back to the hotel feeling, well, that was a great experience. But a part of me felt, hmm, you didn't get that. And it stings. I didn't know where that was coming from. And so for the next couple of days, I had to sit myself down to check where that was coming from. And I realized it was all external and not from inside. And so I had to learn to truly sanitize myself of all expectations or thought that was external, that was being projected on my journey. And I had to truly embrace not winning at times, that it's okay not to win, and it doesn't make you a failure, it simply means this one was not for you. So same thing with my journey, just in general. I've had at times to learn to just sit back and be at the back seat. It's also great to be at the back seat, because you get to observe the room and get to see things for what they are instead of being in the front and not seeing what's behind you. So failure, again, taken from that lesson, and being an underdog 
could be blessings that you take for granted, which will change your life for the best. Here's another lesson. As a man thinketh, so is he. Proverbs 23 verse 7 says, As a man thinketh, so is he. And so I've had to learn to guard my thoughts. We know how difficult it is sometimes to have positive thoughts about yourself. Could be maybe you're going through a journey, you are starting a business, you are changing careers in a relationship and a family setup. At times we really torment ourselves with self-negative talk. And it is important at times to yank yourself out of that and to quickly snap out of it and change your thoughts about yourself. And I've seen it. I've seen it in my life. I've seen how beautiful my life has become most recently, most especially when I started to change the way I was viewing myself, to change my thoughts about myself, to change my view of self. Because as Proverbs chapter 23 verse 7 says, as a man thinketh, so is he. If I want the world to perceive me in a certain way, I need to change how I perceive myself. And so that's a lesson I've had to learn. That's a practice I've had to continuously practice to think positive things about myself, even in times where I wasn't feeling the best or even in times I had let myself down. This is another thing you will have to learn as you grow, that at times you will disappoint yourself. And yes, even though it stings to disappoint yourself, it is okay. It is another lived experience. And remember what I said, we don't brand ourselves with our experiences. Our experiences are simply lived experiences, encounters we've had. So you do not brand yourself with your experiences. You take what you needed to do and proceed as you move. So positive thoughts now fill my mind whenever I feel overwhelmed or I see myself going back into the tunnel of negative self-talk. I pull myself out with positive affirmations. I find my mind, my soul aligned with positivity as I pursue life. I hope you also take this, take this to heart and practice positive self-talk. It could be about your image. It could be about the decisions that you make. I was listening to a friend one day saying that she hates her voice when she listens to her voice notes. I said, you need to find where that's coming from. I know a lot of people will say this. I hate my voice. I hate this about me. The universe is always listening and not just the universe, but yourself, your body and your subconscious is always listening to the thoughts that you have about yourself and to the thoughts, not just the thoughts, but the things you say to yourself about yourself. We always think we need to guard our speech and our thoughts about others, but at times we need to start with ourselves because even though we might think we love ourselves, we're not always as positive about ourselves to ourselves. As a man thinketh, so is he. Here's my second last lesson. I told you this will not be 34 lessons. So if you feel maybe that this is rather too short, we're still going to have plenty more of these uh, lessons or rather, let me say episodes as we do life together on the figure of speech. So I wrote here, do not be too reliant on other people's approval. Seek counsel, but always take it as just guidance, not as a final word. Always listen to that still voice in you. I don't know how many times I've had to check myself, either when I'm going to make a life-changing decision, right? It's very tempting to first check what other people think, especially those whose counsel you really, really appreciate. But I've also had to learn not to be too reliant 
on the opinions of others, especially about life-changing decisions, even if they are people whose counsel I really, really appreciate, especially mentors or people that you look up to. It is very easy for you to navigate life listening from other people or taking from other people instead of taking or trusting your own gut. How many times have you checked with somebody before going for that interview? How many times have you checked or checked with your mentor before uh, getting or signing up for that course or putting your work out there or putting yourself out there? That is doubt. That is being too reliant on other people's opinions and what they think about you. And so this is a life lesson I've had to teach myself over and over again, not to be too reliant. Yes, do consult. It is important for you to seek counsel, but just take it as just guidance. It is not the alpha and omega of how you need to live your life. So always check yourself. That need to get approval, that need to get a second opinion might just be that one thing that sets you back. And so here's my final lesson. And it's a word of affirmation as well. You are doing well and it is enough. Breathe and live in the moment. You are doing enough, you are doing well, and it is enough. Breathe and live at the moment. I don't know how many times I've had to have this conversation with myself. As an ambitious person or a person who has worked in highly competitive environments, I've learned that over the years I've also been unfortunately too hard on myself where I've even missed celebrating certain moments in my life or achievements. Because as soon as I achieved one thing, I was already thinking about the next, right? It's like a monster that you feed. You achieve one thing, you don't even afford yourself the grace to live in the moment and to immerse yourself in the glory and the beauty of the moment and what you had achieved, especially answered prayers. And so what I've learned to do is whenever I achieve something, I quickly block out the noise, I block out the need to validate or to validate my experience or my wean to the outer world. Because sometimes all that we do is motivated by external forces, the demands or the expectations that are out there. I've learned to si silence the gallery as I pursue or as I live in the moment of what has come before I move to the next. And I am doing enough. At times you will feel like you need to do more because you know, life demands that you do more or you need to live all your dreams now in the moment, right now, everything right now doesn't have to be that so. At times, you just need to live in this present moment. And at times, even when you feel like there is no progress around you, there is always something happening. There is always a victory that you're winning somehow. And some of those victories might not be as loud as others. You will not get an award for them. Yeah, sure. But it's still a victory. It's still a moment worth celebrating. And I've realized that some of the work that I have to celebrate in my life is work that is happening internally because I'm doing work in me to ensure that I'm a better version of myself as I grow older. And so it's important for you to just take stock of everything at times, silence the noise, live in the moment and take everything for what it is. More than anything, congratulate yourself. Tap yourself on the shoulder and say, you have done well. I know this is one of the most difficult things to do, just like forgiveness. It's difficult to forgive yourself when you've messed up. 
I've also had to learn that it is okay for me to forgive myself. It is okay for me to extend the same grace I extend to others to myself. It is okay for me to embrace myself with my flaws, my mistakes, and 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 all my errors. The very same way I extend and embrace others outwardly. The work begins with you. It begins with loving the person that you are becoming and loving yourself unconditionally. And you know what I've actually learned? Loving yourself unconditionally is one of the most difficult things you'd have to do. I never realized that I was struggling with this area until later in my life when I was having a conversation with a friend and he listened to me and said, I've always felt you are being too hard on yourself. That stuck with me. And so following that conversation, I really had to review and check why I was being too hard on myself. And I realized that before the world places expectations on me, I start placing those expectations on myself. So yes, it's true. Sometimes we are our own enemies. And so I've learned to affirm myself over and over again by saying, I'm doing enough, I'm doing well, and the work that I've done is enough. Thank you for joining this first episode of The Figure of Speech. Yes, it is not perfect, and I don't plan for it to be perfect. It is simply going to be a platform where imperfect beings like you and I get to interact and interface with our truth and realities. Please continue to share this podcast. Go check all digital platforms. It's going to be available or it is available right now. Maybe you're streaming from your iStore or from your Spotify or any other digital store. You will also find this on YouTube. Maybe you are watching this. Hello. Thank you for joining. I'll see you on the next one. My name is Speech and this was the figure of speech. Till next time. Goodbye.